Hello, hello, hello. We are back. This is the movie and music show. Our topic for today is Disney. I don't think there's anyone in this world who doesn't know Mickey Mouse. Um, there was some that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 3% maybe. Uh, yeah, 3%, yeah we found lot. out a while ago that Mickey Mouse actually has a 97% global recognition rate. So that makes it the most recognizable brand in the world, which I think is very, very telling. They're obviously an amazing, <laughs> devious, but also dominant brand yeah, yeah. Um, in the industry. Obviously wielded increasing power and acquisitions through the years. Um, yeah, what do we all think about like Disney as a brand and its dominance in the global media landscape? They're evil. I'm scared. Evil. <laughs> Seriously, they're going to take over the world. They're going to take over the entertainment world and they kind of already have. I mean, like now they own Marvel, now they own Star Wars and they've just merged with Fox. And so they own a lot of IP now, and because of all that IP that they own, they've just been sort of regurgitating it up, in my opinion. Like with remakes, whether it be live action or just um, like pretty much reshooting it to make to like update it for the times. Even though that's kind of I don't really think that they've done sufficiently to justify the existence, um, yeah, of those of those remakes. Because if it's if the original's better, it's kind of like what's the point because it's not going to replace the original the aim is to replace the original or make it different enough to keep it relevant um yeah what have what have you guys got to say about that uh yeah uh so disney in my opinion it's just like google and facebook the way they are acting in the internet uh, business uh facebook basically owns every single social media website apart from twitter and what happens is uh I mean, they monopolize the entire thing. So their only competition is Twitter, who's, uh, who's uh, I mean, which is kind of different from what Facebook does anyways. And uh, we, uh, we're getting a singular view about stuff. I mean, Facebook can do whatever they want and there's no one to question it, basically. There is no competitor, which means that, like with what's happening recently with uh, the privacy issues and Mark Zuckerberg having to answer to the questions of the US, whatever and supreme court uh, supreme court yeah i don't know yeah i assume <laughs> yeah i feel like disney's business strategy is really interesting they've done incredibly well for themselves um i think with the idea of synergy um it's not like a colloquial colloquial term but it basically is the idea that consolidating media and entertainment properties under a single umbrella strengthens every facet of like a communications empire so we've seen like in the 80s, um, they really expanded on their horizontal holdings um, and this was sort of helped with the um, growing of media convergence. So we have Walt Disney Pictures, they've gone into theme parks, they've gone into consumer electronics, they've got cruise lines, they've got radio stations. They've sort of got a hand in everything. Um, I think they've also been really smart though in watching like global production trends. So for example, in the early 2000s, CGI started taking off those like sci-fi films that potentially being overdone today. Avatar, I think Avatar was one of the one of the first ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. wasn't that like hailed as a technological feat? Yeah, or exactly. Yeah. So when when that was going on in like the early mid to two thousands, yeah. that's when they acquired Pixar. Mm. So they basically saw the trend happening. They were like, we need to get a hand in this. We need to capitalise on it. Yeah, we can't create our own, so let's acquire something else. So they bought that for, it was like seven and a half million. Damn. Um, Then with like the rise of ancillary market, so we've got like home video, video on demand, 
um, like airline entertainment systems. That's really helped them a lot. Um, yeah, I feel like Disney's so unique though because of their like their brand name. Mm, yeah, because it's so recognisable. It's so recognisable, and they've just got that like family ethos about them that no other no other like studio magnate has. There used to be six of them. Now there's only five of them. So it's Time Warner, Disney used to be Fox, but now that's been acquired. Um, Comcast is another one and also Sony. Um, It's interesting because all of those companies have so many horizontal holdings um, that they sort of lack defined identities because they all have the same things. But with Disney, I feel like it has a really set sense yeah, of they really define themselves it. as like a family-friendly kid-friendly exactly. company and so and that's very appealing and so I think that's um, definitely a factor as to how they're so um, successful because even though they've acquired things like Marvel and Star Wars which isn't the most kid-friendly it's more like teenager-friendly and especially now that Deadpool is under Marvel Deadpool is definitely not kid-friendly but if it's owned by Disney then yeah um, but they, they've, they've definitely worked very hard at maintaining that kid-friendly image and that's definitely like a huge part of their appeal and a huge part of their success. Mm. I um, think sometimes their reach can be a bit overwhelming, a bit scary. So overwhelming. Um, <laughs> I remember reading an article, there was like this controversy over this article written um, from writers from the LA Times and they wrote an article basically weighing up whether or not it's it's called is disney paying its share in anaheim so as we know disneyland is located in the city of anaheim and it was it had nothing to do with disney as a brand it was just basically saying are they supporting the city of anaheim and are they paying their share because apparently they lease um, anaheim leases that land to disney and because obviously disney makes a whole a whole heap of money um the writers were critiquing whether or not they were really giving back and basically um this was in 2017, um, and this was at the time that Thor was about to come out, and Disney basically banned any LA Times writers from the advanced screenings of Thor. And so it was like this big deal that these writers had written about like property within the Disney company, and Disney had gone ahead and they'd manipulated a totally different sector of entertainment. And it just showed, like, their control, their control yeah, over so yeah. many different industries. Yeah, like, if you if you try and do something in that industry and you upset them, they're going to hurt you in another way. Whoa. Exactly, yeah. They actually ended up having to retract that because they got so much So much hate, hate for yeah, it. Yeah, so oh much hate. God. And obviously PR is, like, the most important thing to yeah, Disney of course. above anything. Yeah, so and if people can see back. through that, then it, it hurts your brand. So that's why they got to backtrack and be like, <laughs> never mind, we'll let you into Thor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Disney Literally. and PR... Uh, I think uh, we got a recent stuff that's happening in China. So, uh, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> so, what do you think about that? Wait, what's what's happening in China? I'm out of the loop. So Someone explain to me. Basically, <laughs> in summary for all of our listeners out there. Yeah, and me. <laughs> and, and Jasmine. Um, so, basically what's happened is if you go onto the Disney website and you click on Winnie the Pooh, it actually won't come up. Um, there's been all this controversy over the president of the Hong premier? Kong. Of, yeah. of Hong Kong. Of no. China. Oh, Carrie Lam. Wow. Oh. Sorry? Never mind, don't worry. Is that his name? <laughs> Carrie Lam. Is, I think she's like... Um, no, it's a guy. No. Oh, she's okay. Uh, the she's general secretary of the Communist Party of China. Uh, I oh, don't know you how mean to the president? Yeah, I don't know Xi how Xi Jinping? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Him. Him. So apparently there were a lot of memes uh, which compared oh. him to Winnie the Pooh and uh, they didn't like it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, yeah so I heard a bit about that. I saw I, some of the memes. Apparently, because Disney 
relies on support from well, obviously the they're not relying on support really uh it's just that uh china is the most populated country in the world and which and they, they want they that need, market yeah, they, they need, need that market, market. and yeah. they can't risk offending china and there's another thing which happened uh which was a uh, doctor strange i was uh talking to uh talking to lucy about this before so doctor strange uh features uh the ancient one and in the comics uh he's a tibetan monk uh but in the movie uh sh- It's, white a white lady. It's a white <laughs> It's woman. It's a white lady. So basically, uh, the screenwriter said that if you acknowledge, uh, if you acknowledge that uh, Tibet is a place and that he's Tibetan, you risk alienating one billion people who think that's um, yeah, they don't acknowledge yeah. Tibet as a country. Oh yeah, true. I didn't even consider because I heard all the backlash about oh you've made that character white, but I didn't hear about that backlash mm. about um, the you know implications of acknowledging. Tibet. Yeah. Wow, this is getting very political. <laughs> Which I don't mind, but it's not exactly movies. So, to get back on to maybe like um a PR side of Disney, I don't know how well known this fact is because when I told Lucy and Sandeep about it, they were they didn't know about this, but Trek is a satire on Disney. Like um the guy that it was Dreamworks first movie and one of the um creators of the movie or of Dreamworks or something like that. Um Jeffrey Katzenberg, he got like kind of kicked out of Disney like he had disagreements with um their top management even though he'd been responsible for like the 90s renaissance of the little mermaid aladdin and all the movies um so he was responsible for that but he wasn't really he wanted to get promoted didn't get that promotion so he resigned and made dreamworks and shrek is the first film of dreamworks and they decided to pretty much make fun of disney which you can see in like um they there's this scene with those little puppet things and they um talk about like something about it's a happy world it's a small world or something like that it's like a reference to what they do at the Disney theme parks and you can see oh, also that wow. in Shrek everything is um like I don't know if it's in the first movie but it's in the second movie where they treat it like um it's Hollywood far far away yeah. and when they're riding up the Shrek and Fiona they're riding up in the carriage and they're passing by all the Disney princesses it's like huge Calabasas ma- Cal- is that the place the Calabasas yeah yeah Calabasas mansions um and they're like the they're like the Kardashians <laughs> I just realized they're like the Kardashians but it's very um it's kind of emblematic of that capitalist culture that Disney has helped to perpetuate in the entertainment industry and yeah I I I think it's hilarious that Trek makes one of it and it's like a good in joke for, you know, adults um while still entertaining the kids cuz I loved that movie as a kid and I think I love it even more now. That's But so yeah, so I think wow. it's really interesting and I love how salty Katzenberg was to make a whole movie just to bash yeah, Disney. I completely missed that. I think it's because I was extremely attracted to Shrek and to I Shre- <laughs> 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 um <laughs> Yep. Is so uh, most uh, attractive being in the world. How do you rate his human um transformation? Do you prefer that or do you prefer the ogre version? The ogre. Uh the ogre the version. Og is the OG. See, it's like Shrek and then this Danny DeVito. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> we're 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 getting like a a type from Sandelia. I'm not sure if I want to know more. Um So yeah, that's pretty much most of what we've got on like the reach of Disney. Um so I guess now we're just going to have a little bit of a talk about the production. And by talk we mean bash a bit of a debate. I'm on one side of the table, um the others are on the other side. <laughs> oh <laughs> Symbolic. Yeah, literally. Mm. <laughs> uh so talking about Disney, what's your favorite Disney movie? Oh, don't make me decide. Oh god. 
can't. I can't. I own it in the show notes. Yeah. What's your least favorite Disney movie? Uh, any of the remakes. <laughs> All right, uh, which one? Um, well, probably. Uh, I don't know. For me, maybe The Lion King. I haven't watched the full thing. I kind of like watched an abridged version today, and it's not. It's nowhere near as magical as the first one. And I get the photorealism. Yes, it's impressive. I'm su- like, it's it's quite extraordinary to think that that's all CGI, but it doesn't add anything to the movie itself um, because. It's so hard to see because, you know, human faces, we're receptive to other human faces. And that's why animation is very, like, human-like, even though it's weird. That, this is why, like, people have fetishes for, like, animals in Robin Hood and weird stuff like that. But Shrek. basically my point... Shrek. Oh, my God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, what, is, what even is my point? My point is that the photorealism in Lion King does absolutely nothing to add to the movie it just makes it creepy i felt like i was watching animal planet or something i felt like it was a doco but like everything else in the movie was great like the casting i thought was really good beyonce was was really good childish gambino was amazing and the character the actors who voiced um timon and pumba were also really really funny but it was so hard to enjoy that movie because i was watching these lions have such emotive voice actors, but that emotion not being translated visually. I could hear it in the voice. I could hear, like, yeah, you can hear it, but you can't see it. And that really takes, it for me, it took me out of the movie quite a bit. And so I, yeah, I think that that sort of um, overruled whatever nostalgia component um, and voice acting work and singing and stuff. Um, yeah, that it just really took me out of the movie and I couldn't enjoy it. Uh, so do you think you would have enjoyed the new Lion King if... If there was no like Lion King before, if this was the first Lion King, if this was the first rendition of yeah, Lion King, yeah, I think by creating a remake, it, it just makes too many comparisons. What? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say that yeah, I really enjoy all the songs, and I think the voice acting is great and stuff, and that visually it's pretty. But I still feel like there'd be kind of a disconnect between the emotion and what's portrayed on screen because lions—they're not very good at expressing human emotions because they're not human. That's understandable, but that's where the beauty of the animation um, of the original comes from. So, yeah, I think my thoughts would be pretty similar. But I mean, it's it's hard to say. Who knows? So you think it lacks heart? Yeah, I think it, it lacks, lacks any heart. soul. Uh, soul it, yeah, 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 I do. Yeah. What did I you think, guys think of it? I think uh, I it's pretty similar views to your own. I think uh, the new Disney remakes lack any kind of heart whatsoever. And uh, I also think, especially with Aladdin, it severely lacked uh, the heart and soul that Robin Williams put into the genie. And it was, uh, Will Smith really didn't do as well. And I was surprised about Will Smith. I thought he'd be blue for longer in the movie, but I'm glad that he wasn't because when he was blue in the movie, it weird? looked really weird. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, he looked like a normal human for quite a part, quite a bit of it. So I was like, okay, I understand why because it received so much backlash. I think it's interesting the way that people talk about remakes because you know how people say, oh, like they destroyed the original or mm. like they ruined the memory of the original. It's funny though because like a remake is not an extension of it. It's like a completely new text. You're not going yeah. into the old yeah. text and changing anything. Yeah. People get so defensive over it, like me included, mm-hmm. watching The Lion King. I think it's because there's that implicit comparison there. Like this isn't Disney related, but the remake of um, Ocean's 8 out of Ocean's 11, if they, I, I reckon if they, it was a decent movie, but I reckon if they made like a, you know, another heist movie that had didn't have the Ocean's label slaps on it, I feel like it would have been 
um, better received. Like it wouldn't have drawn such like vitriol from like you know. I don't know, infills or whatever. It wouldn't have drawn such vitriol, but I don't... It wouldn't have drawn as many audiences as well. Yeah, that's It's true. like a double-edged sword, do, isn't it? Yeah, like, they, they bring in the crowds, but they also bring in the criticism. There's yeah. one more thing to note. Uh, talking about Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Eleven was a remake. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you had a Frank Sinatra movie which came out way back in the 60s, 50s sometime. Something like that. Yeah, so it's not about remakes per se. It's about uh, how they do not have the heart or the soul. I mean, uh, when you uh, when we get uh, when we got the Ocean's Eleven remake uh, in the nineties, two thousands, whatever. I think two thousands. Uh, yeah. I mean, the movie was original in a way that uh, it completely changed the way heist movies were made. Yeah, it like reinvigorated the genre. Um, yeah, similarly. And made it something different and something people would go to cinemas for because it was different. People would enjoy it. Um, yeah, I think yeah. it was like different enough from the original to actually make it the new classic. Because, you know, when you say Ocean's Eleven, you think of the George Clooney one. You don't really think of the Sinatra one, for me anyway. Yeah, so I think the main thing about remakes is about uh, whether it stands on its own as a good movie, uh, instead of just uh, taking advantage of the nostalgia or the love that we have for the original. Because uh, there are a lot of remakes which are actually pretty good movies, like The Thing, there's True Grit, there's uh, Departed, which is a remake of a South Korean movie. Uh, there's uh, Ocean's Eleven, like I just uh, told you. There's Cape Fear, there's Scarface. So all these movies, what they have in common is that they, while they were remakes, they also added something new to the original, which made it stand on its own, apart from the original. which And it can be viewed as a separate entity of its own. Mm. And, and we don't even talk about the original in most of those cases because the remake was so much better and it added so much to the original that it's it just become the new yeah classic. it became the yeah. new classic mm-hmm. and I think that's where Disney is failing because the remake uh, the the stuff that they are remaking is it's no lacking way the heart would be the next it's uh, they're just uh, doing the same thing over and over again they're yeah. not adding anything new to the movie but I do uh, I do have to comment uh, Disney on one thing that is uh, there was a lot of uh, issues about uh, and criticisms regarding racism or cultural appropriation in their original movies which they have tried to fix in their remakes which I appreciate but apart from that there's nothing else which has been added Mm. to the remakes. I think I can really acknowledge the fact that they're sort of remapping their stories to like a more modern more inclusive diverse like audience and you know population. Yeah I, I do acknowledge that and it sort of shows like these texts are malleable they can be like manipulated yeah, to like, you yeah. know, progressive to ideas. Yeah, time exactly. Yeah. So I don't have an issue with that. I think in terms of just the glub of remakes in the past year, Good that's word. even a word, <laughs> yeah. for lack of a better word. Um, I think a lot of it, I don't know, I, I sort of see it coming from a place of fear on Disney's part. I think in terms of all these characters that they're trying to reinvigorate, I think if you look like deeply into it, a lot of it comes back to their intellectual property rights of these characters that they are know they can only hold on to for so long so it's sort of like they're ringing they're, they're ringing, ringing the mops out they're really milking the cow they like are they really want to use it before they lose it yeah and i feel like disney have a controversial history when it comes to copyright i mean they've been like massive ad- advocates of copyright term extension which is basically extending the term of their intellectual property so their characters their mickey mouse Apparently, Mickey Mouse's copyright is set to expire in 2023. Um, before that, it was a lot earlier, mm. um, but they 
they've been known to yeah advocate yeah to advocate to extend that so they can keep, keep having that monopoly it. on that image because exactly. post 2023 was that when it is um yeah after that year you're gonna see a whole lot of mickey mouse pictures on non-disney things yeah it's the yeah. goes out into the public domain yeah and you can use it for free exactly yeah. but yeah a lot of people are um not so happy with disney um they can be quite hypocritical about their their copyright. value of copyright yeah. because they actually took a lot of properties from the public domain in the first place yeah. that yeah, they didn't Lion actually envision like yeah, lion yeah. king based on hamlet i think hamlet is it not Hamlet? No, Kimba the White Lion, the Japanese manga series. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I heard that too, but I've also heard that it's based on Hamlet. Really? What's Hamlet about? I've never studied Hamlet. Uh, <laughs> it's like Hamlet, a Shakespearean. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, Shakespearean. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that, to do yeah. with, like, family politics. Um, yeah, and also, um, oh, there was another one. Oh, things like Alice in Wonderland and stuff. That Snow White, which was all the fairy tales, movie. Yeah, but they've like yeah, as you said, they've taken so many public domain things and kind of like appropriated that to make money out of it, so much money. And they've and like yeah, their um works have become like cultural icons, but it's easy to forget where it came from and yeah. how that's not really acknowledged by Disney either. Uh so regarding copyright uh laws which you were talking about, so uh the kind of power Disney holds over the US government and the kind of lobbying that they do it's evident in how uh, the copyright duration has been extended over and over again every time the uh, the copyright i mean their copyright uh, for mickey mouse was about to expire it happened in uh, 1980 it happened in uh, 2010 and it's probably going to happen again because every time mickey mouse is uh, every time they're about to lose mickey mouse they start lobbying and they get the copyright duration extended mm, i think the normal I'm pretty from memory. I think the normal duration of copyright is the life of the creator plus ooh, it's like seventy years or plus seventy five years, eighty years. Oh, I don't know how long Walt Disney's been dead, but yeah, it's definitely been extended well, well, well beyond, beyond that, yeah. expectation. Yeah. Yeah, it was fifty six. They extended it to seventy five. Spe- yeah. yeah. Wow. Speaking of like you know really ringing out that IP property so they get IP property. Well, wow, I'm very smart. <laughs> um, Intellectual yeah. property, property. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, talking about them really milking the cow, milking the cash cow per se, um, all the, so many sequels are being made. And even though it's from their original stories, like Finding Nemo, they're just because they own that intellectual property, because they came up with it themselves. Now, all of a sudden, like 10 or 15 years later, or how, like a really long time later, they've been coming up with all these sequels, like there's Finding Dory, Toy Story is coming back and The Incredibles is coming back. Or came back. Came back. Um, and I don't know if there are any more in production, but like, oh, and also Monsters University slash Monsters Inc. That also um, was, yeah, a recent movie. And I don't know if um, they've got any more future plans for that, but I just think it's really blatant and obvious that they're just they're franchise just making fatigue yeah, it's honestly in. franchise franchise fatigue. Um, and I think it's really obvious that it's clear what they're doing. They're just trying to make money. But they're making money. It means that people still want to watch it, so you can't really blame them. Yeah, so that's as much true. as they are a evil corporate giant, uh, yeah. they're still getting money from people. They're, no one's forcing anyone to go watch Disney movies. Yeah. People willingly go watch Disney movies. A lot, uh, I mean, myself included. I mm. mean, uh, I might critique uh, Marvel movies for all I want, but I still go for every single Marvel movie because I love comic books. I want to see what happens. Uh, but to be fair, uh, with the uh, end of the whole, their 
the universe thing, which uh, ended with oh, the Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Oh, it's not finished. I mean, I mean, it's I mean, I mean uh, the OG characters, the OG yeah, characters yeah. like Iron Man, Captain America. Huge spoiler alert! They're all dead. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. So uh, I mean, uh, so they're gonna find it a bit difficult getting the same kind of uh, audience for the new characters because uh, as big as a hit uh, Black Panther and Captain Marvel was they're still not as ingrained in pop culture as Captain America or Iron Man or Hulk or Thor so yeah that's uh, so Disney is probably going to run into some issues they're not probably not going to get the same kind of um, box office earnings that they got for the OG Avengers well good less money for them um, I think that, yeah, you do bring up an interesting point about people do choose to see Disney movies. It's not like they're being forced to, but I think um, there was, like, a, not a study or something. It was, like, the statistics on um, the movies that do well at box office. The number one spot or, like, the couple of, um, like, the top spots are always taken by um, Disney because they own so much, whether it's a Marvel movie, whether it's, like, another fairy tale or whatever. It's always, um, or most of the time... Um, and it's mostly a, a movie made by Disney or Disney has its foot in it somehow. And I think maybe it's because they've got the budget to market to such a wide audience, like indie films and stuff. They don't really have the budget mm. to... I think their um, demographic is 8 to 80 demographic. Yep. Yeah, and they have a really wide demographic. 8 to 80. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, so I was talking to Lucy earlier about uh, the biggest owners in box office this year. And uh, we got every single movie in the top five list for... Uh, products of disney apart mm-hmm. from rocket man and i'm uh, sorry no not rocket man uh, john wick my bad john wick yeah john wick. Oh, okay. and uh even when you look at uh the big five uh movies that disney put out this year there was Endgame, there was captain marvel there was jungle book uh, uh, so, uh sorry lion king lion and king. aladdin and dumbo dumbo was the one which made the <laughs> least amount of money it made like 350 million which is quite a lot of money and then yeah and then uh you look at uh what was it again rocket Pat- man uh, rocket man which is paramount, paramount yeah. yeah paramount's uh biggest movie this year was rocket man which was a really good movie and it earned only uh around 200 million so yeah oh. disney's worst movie is outperforming the best movie of its com- competitors are you, are you saying that more people saw dumbo than more people saw mm-hmm. Rocketman? yeah basically because rocket man that's f- a crime what f- for no one way. thing rocket man is not uh advertised for kids so oh, you got true. a lot of kids going for dumbo instead. dumbo and the thing is the these kids do not go by themselves they drag their parents along with and them. grandparents and their grandparents yeah. it's not and like the kids are go- so they're getting the extra revenue 80 80 <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, that's just insane oh. the kind of money that they're able to make this way it's such a crazy like monopolization isn't it like ever since yeah. they bought fox it's been like a real sort of and idea and after they bought fox what happens is uh Earlier, the theatre companies, the owners, they used to hold some power because they could choose to show certain movie and choose to not show certain movies at certain times. But uh, Disney has monopolized the entire industry in such a manner that and they, their movies are making s- so much money that uh, they got so much power over the theatre owners and they can ask them to show their movie throughout the, uh, for the whole day or something like that, which is exactly what happened with Endgame. Uh, like certain theater owners protested and said that we have to show other movies as well. And they were like, if you don't show our movie f- for the entire day, for the first one week or something, we're not going to let you show it at all. Mm. So, and that's quite a huge loss for theater companies. So they just uh, choose to uh, heed yeah, whatever yeah. That Disney takes us back to the days of like the studio system and like block booking and that what was that case at paramount versus 
I wouldn't know. I can't remember. But they basically ruled, yeah, Yeah. they ruled the big studios um, anti-competitive. So they had to stop all of those um, dodgy practices. Yeah. Well, now it's like happening again because yeah, they they still they still have such a huge, um, yeah, monopoly over it. And I think I don't know, maybe like audiences going because of that nostalgia factor, but I don't know. We should go see like independent movies more instead instead of just Disney everything. <laughs> it's just hard because so many of the the ex like the exhibition chains they all have ties with production chains mm. and distribution chains so they're all sort of joined together so they have like a 70 or 80 percent quota of like disney movies they can't show the independent and yeah. uh, when disney took over fox uh, so fox apparently had uh, two or three movies which did not fit into the disney demographic which are more of like art house kind of movies and uh, disney basically pushed those back which they were supposed to come out uh, later this year and Disney basically pushed it back to December of next year. And the thing is, uh, apparently, a test screenings show that it's not going to earn as much as Marvel movies. So why do we even make it? So yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's a huge shame because uh, the entire industry and cinema as an art is going to get affected if uh, Disney chooses to go about like this. Because if Disney uh, goes about like this and they still earn a lot of money like they are doing now, other production companies will also choose to do the same instead of... Um, helping or letting independent filmmakers do their thing so uh yeah cinema is dying that's so bleak oh well let's talk about the future of cinema um and hopefully it won't it won't it's not gonna die yet okay so to wrap up um today's show we just wanted to have a bit of a discussion about disney plus which is disney's new streaming service um it will be available in November in the US. Um, this isn't a plug for Disney Plus. No. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Hashtag it is, ad. it's not. <laughs> um, it's expected to launch in the Asia Pacific in the first half of next year and then Eastern Europe and Latin America another year later. Um, yeah, what do you guys think about Disney Plus? First uh, impressions. I'm not going to get it. I'm too poor. I don't even have Netflix, so no thanks. And also, I feel like they, um, at, I think Comic-Con or whatever, they they announced a whole bunch of Marvel TV shows like WandaVision, uh, Falcon and um, and The Winter Soldier and all those. And it's, and it's just like Marvel fatigue, superhero fatigue is a real thing. Are people really going to spend so much time watching it? Like even the... Um, Netflix original on like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and stuff I couldn't even get through those because I was so fatigued it was just so much to watch and I didn't have like time to I didn't have the motivation to there was nothing really drawing me in so yeah I think um you know maybe people are gonna actually use the platform to keep up to date with all the superhero properties but I think a lot of people are also going to be like me and going to be too lazy or too tired to keep up with it because it's really a lot to keep up with yeah same just like jasmine i probably wouldn't get it but the thing is there are a lot of people who would get it and uh the main problem with uh, disney plus and also uh the streaming service which uh warner hbo announced and there was another one which is coming out i forgot apple yeah apple as well so what's happening is uh netflix became a huge deal and became a huge success because people were tired of cable uh, paying for cable paying for each channel separately or whatever and now you had a place where you would where you could watch whatever you like one place you just have to pay one uh one p- company for it mm. and now uh what's happening is you got like a t- uh, a 
a dozen streaming services come yeah again oh, and that sort of splits yeah. all yeah, the and now, and now yeah. you're getting uh, the streaming services basically becoming like cable service and uh, I don't know everyone's sort of like it's called like vertically integrating so they're doing production and they're doing distribution now it used to be yeah. one or the other i guess we have it to thank for like netflix originals we wouldn't have those because if it weren't for all the others because you know brands like disney took out all of their properties out of netflix and then netflix was left with this hole and then they were forced into production yeah the thing yeah. is netflix is running on a loss right now they're not earning any profit they're already running at a loss really and uh, with the advent of disney who for re- uh, certainly has a uh, ton more money to invest uh they're going to i mean i'm worried about what's going to happen with netflix i'm pretty sure it's going to be bad for them i think there'll be like a hierarchy of the streaming services i think netflix will still be continue to do well i think disney because of its like distinct brand name will do well apple has the advantage of software yep. it's mm. predominantly in software yeah, and, and hardware like so it's in already integrated yeah. in like um iphones but then again does anyone really use apple music as like a streaming sort of service yeah. i don't a lot I of people i know do really because yeah. everyone i, I know uses spotify yeah, spotify is definitely better than apple music but i don't mm, know i still use apple music at times because spotify still runs into issues regarding uh distribution rights and stuff with mm. lots of companies mm which apple certainly doesn't because again they have ton of resources to back up on which ne- uh, spotify doesn't and like i said that's exactly what's going to happen with uh, netflix when it comes out uh, sorry when uh, disney plus comes out because they do not have the resources to compete with disney i mean obviously there's going to be a small niche of people who are going to be invested in uh, netflix original because uh, netflix has been a part and parcel of most people's life uh, for the past three four years at least and there mm. are a lot of shows which already have attained cult status right now so uh yeah while netflix has got that going for them disney however has got an entire s- almost a century worth of uh content uh, yeah just from. just yeah. just lying there i mean and it's hard to compete with stuff like that mm. but do you think like because the netflix originals they're truly original and that we haven't seen anything like that before but with all the Disney stuff, um, I don't think they, I don't know, maybe they do, but I feel like with what they've already announced, like all the superhero stuff, that's um, like piggybacking off from things that they've already, like characters they've already introduced, especially in all the Marvel stuff. I'm, I only really know the Marvel stuff. But do you think like um, people will be turned off from Disney because they all have that same content? Like it's nothing new, new, like what Netflix originals are like? I don't know. I feel like because just like the variety of content that they, that they have and the Who, Netflix or no Disney, Disney. I feel like just and the variety in itself friendly. and they're continuing to make new things True. Um, as time goes on. I know what you mean though. It's not like distinctly original. Yeah, and also like Netflix has all Netflix has all these um properties like they they have all these movies. They used to have a really wide range um and also TV shows as well. I know the example of The Office. I think it might be leaving um Friends. Ne- Friends also leaving um. But yeah, because I feel like, because if it's all Disney stuff, yeah, they'll have their back catalogue of all the previous Disney movies. But um, like, is that enough to hook people in? Because it's not well, just I Disney, think they got Fox movies as well. They got, uh, uh, they took Fox, they got true. Pixar, they got, what else do they have? God. They, um, they got a, a Star Wars. Yeah, they got yeah. Star Wars. They got Avatar. Miramax. Yeah, Miramax is there. ESPN. ESPN. National Geographic, the History Channel, Hulu. They've got Hulu as well. Yeah. I thought Hulu was its original thing. No. Is there a Hulu original? Disney owns it. Uh, uh, Disney oh. bought it, I think. 
So that means they'll have like the Handmaid's Tale there, which is not kid friendly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but the thing is, uh, Disney doesn't necessarily advertise the, uh, the non kid friendly stuff under the name of Disney. Yeah, they that's advertise true. it separately. That's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, even when you look at uh, the, I don't know, announcements and stuff like that, uh, they talk about, uh, they do not just say Disney instead they say uh, we got a big family of Dix, uh, Disney Fox this this thing whatever 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 so that means that they can put it under one of those production companies I mean they own the rights to it so they can just put up the name mm. they do not need to necessarily print Disney on top of it because mm. and uh, like I said uh, before uh, the whole lens thing in America uh, how uh, there's just one company which owns a uh, hundred different companies of different names and they all sell this uh, lens at the same price and you think those I mean you think there's a difference between each one but it's actually owned by the same thing which is essentially what's happening with Disney yeah I feel like just from what you were saying before about will they struggle because they don't have that distinctly original content I feel like no because I I think Netflix is just Netflix mm. like they just do distribution and production now but Disney is like an entirety of different yeah there are a lot entirety more of different than just things. production and as we were saying like earlier like they've got their hand in everything yeah so I definitely think that that in itself is enough to draw people mm. yeah yeah maybe maybe that'll happen I mean we'll see I'm curious. yeah we'll see yeah. I think the I think the monthly subscription fee is nowhere near as much as um, Netflix as well. I think it's like $8 or $9. Okay. So I don't so know yeah, if that'll maybe make that'll hook people in too. Yeah, they yeah. can afford to do that unlike Netflix because they earn a ton True, of money. True, they've already so. got so much money, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of future projects, um, some of the some new uh, movies, I think theatrical releases that are coming out will be Lady and the Tramp, which I'm kind of interested in seeing because it's primarily about animals. Is it going to be another Lion King or are yeah, they going to make it work? Because, like, the, the, I haven't seen the original Lady and the Tramp, but I've seen, you know, so many clips of it scene. and stuff. The spaghetti scene. How are they going to recreate that with photorealistic dogs? That's just weird to me. Um, there's also Mulan, which I'm interested to see how that will perform um, in China because China is such a huge market. They can't afford to alienate that um, population because it brings them so much money. Um, but, yeah, so that'll be interesting to see and how they handle, like, the cultural differences because so many allegations of whitewashing, not necessarily in Disney, but, like, um, I'm thinking of The Great Wall with Matt Damon in it. No idea. About, uh, he's like a white guy surrounded by Chinese people and they were saying that's so unrealistic so I wonder <laughs> if they're going to have any faux pas with um, Mulan um, they got Star Wars coming out there's a new oh, Star Wars there's movie another one. Star- I saw the poster Jeez. at work the other day oh yeah. my god there's a new Black Panther movie coming out oh yeah is it Black Panther 2 <laughs> yeah um, there's also Cruella which I'm assuming is about Cruella Cruella, Cruella de Vil from 101 Dalmatians it sounds like they're going down the Maleficent path with that like oh a villain but we're humanizing her and i guess i don't know do we think that that's like a valid way of recreating a story i don't know i don't mind it. i think everyone's always sort of interested in like the background to someone yeah because it is inherently interesting but um i don't know do i prefer the original sleeping beauty over maleficent i kind of yes. do <laughs> so i prefer anyone over angelina jolie yes or I think do we don't like angelina jolie yeah. i think uh, uh as much as we might bash a disney there's also significant blame which should be laid on top of the director because uh 
you can still make good movies when they are under Disney production as uh, seen with the Thor Ragnarok movie mm. like Vitality I mean he made it into such an original piece so I think uh yeah you I mean we have to blame Disney for ruining movies but at the same time you also have to talk about the <laughs> directors who are in charge of said movies yeah cuz they do have creative control it's not like Disney is you know churning out scripts and direction for them to abide by by uh, every they kind of are well, well I mean yeah but you were just saying that Taika yeah, Waititi yeah. had all that you know that en- enough creative space to at least um yeah like um make such a original movie um but anyway that'll probably probably wrap up today yeah. that's all we have time for did we yeah. miss david we just keep going we oh yeah david? we forgot to oh, yeah, tell david about <laughs> david yeah david if you're listening good luck um and we hope to see you again sometime soon yeah um yeah so we will thanks for yeah. joining us guys yeah, yeah thanks for listening good week guys